The Press Box is here to catch you up on the latest media stories. Hosted by Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker, these guys have the insight on the biggest stories you care about. Check out The Press Box on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hello and welcome back to the Stadio Podcast and Ringer FC. I'm Musa Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm right, thanks man. Long time no see, long time no speak. <laughs> Indeed, yes. <laughs> I've been on far too many calls and podcasts with you today. That's true. <laughs> too much of a good thing. Well, too much of a thing anyway. Exactly. Exactly. How are you? Very, very well. All the more exhilarated for having seen one of the best games of football I've seen in really quite a while. It was good, man. It was that good. Was we, we are here recording it at almost midnight Germany time. An instant reaction to Germany's victory over France in the other semi-final of the Euros. They threw to the final to face England. We're Two goals to one. Yep, Two yep. goals to one. Before we do, we need to do some admin very quick because Moose and I were on Wrighty's House with Ian, which went up Wednesday to talk about England's win uh, over Sweden to go through to the final. So that's up with the Ringer FC feed now. You're listening to Stadio now and then early Friday morning UK time, very, very late West Coast time in the US, there will be a bonus right house where you and Ian talk to Gabriel Martinelli. Yes. So keep an eye out for that on the feed and then that'll be it for the Ringer FC feed this week. Wright's House will be back on Monday and then two stadios. And then after that, normal schedule resumes. So there's been some transfer stuff mm. in, since we last spoke, but we're going to save that for the stadio pods next week. We'll touch on like Skimaka to West Ham, which I love. I love and that so much. Yeah. Other bits and bobs of business. Uh, other admin, check the ringer.com, check the stadio access players on Spotify. And actually, I haven't given it a shout for a while, but if you do listen to us on a podcast app that allows you to rate and review, Please do so. It'll be very kind. And that is all the admin. So let's get into the other semi-final. And unlike the last Stadio episode, Stadio episode, we are actually going to be brief today. <laughs> we are, we are. Let's do it. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. 
We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right, man. Let's go for it. Wow, wow. Where to begin? Germany 2, France 1. Oh, my goodness. Alexandra Pop Doppelpack, as they say in Germany. A demonstration of the footballing arts. Really just a spectacular what a game performance of football. from her. What a game of football. The speed, the intensity. Look, I mean, I was asked before the game who I thought would win. I thought Germany because of the midfield. Um, Germany won, but I don't think it was necessarily the midfield that won this. I think this was just Alex Pop, game management, masterclass, just doing all the things. You look at her career and all the positions she's played in. Left back, centre midfield, false nine, out and out nine, and every part of the footballing arts was on display today. On the Alex Pop tip, I'm going to combine two tweets, one from Rich Laverty and the other one from Tin Stillman. So she's missed so many euros to injury, I think she's missed three, right? Unreal. And if this tournament had taken place when it was supposed to take place, which was obviously last summer, she would have also missed that one due to injury. Unbelievable. And so she's got six goals now and she's scored in five consecutive games in the Euros and that's never been done before. Unbelievable run. Unbelievable it's unbelievable. Run. And both of her goals were absolutely incredible, right? So then where do you want to start? Do you want to start at the beginning? Because I thought that Start this, at the beginning. Start at the beginning. Yes. Let's go, let's go there. Let's go there. This is what we've seen, I think, from most of the knockout games so far. Good mm. teams trying to kind of wrestle for... Early dominance, I would say. Yeah. Try and get control of the game early. Early control. And they both went at each other with, with a ferocity. I mean, I have to just say, so Yul Brandt was, came in because um, Kybal had COVID, has COVID. And Leah Schuller feels like she's still a bit poorly, maybe. So Yul mm. Brandt was the start, played throughout, and I thought was, was superb in terms of setting the tone, actually. Bravery pinning France back, running at the guts of that defence, getting some joy. And then on the other, on the other side, you had Cascarino, Gioro and Diani, who were sensational. Who were sensational. Like, the thing about the Germany press, right, is that you've got to beat your first player, otherwise four of them will collapse you, wherever you are. Any area, left, right, flank, central, if you, if you don't beat them on the first touch, they collapse you. The thing about France is the unique ability they have the way they play in the front foot, Gioro and Cascarino, the way they combine, and Diani as a solo threat, their ability to carry the ball through multiple challenges and to play both one touch and dribble through multiple players is just, is something like, the, I would say that France's attack, and you know, obviously my home bias, I love watching England, France's attack was the most thrilling attack at the Euros, in my uh, opinion. But, yes. In terms of what they generated. But I think in the second half, Diakra made a bit of a weird call. Like when she did the Cascarino call. Well, she did the the Mallard off for for Bacha thing, which has Mm. been a a kind of we've seen that through the tournament. And Mm. this is obviously down to them struggling to kind of replace Katoto and Mm. not taking La Summer to which still seems like quite a big call. Or Amandine Henri. Amandine Henri, obviously in the center in the center of the park as well. And I thought that the curious one was kind of then moving 
uh, Diani like more central. Mm. And she was having they a joy out this, wide. They, they switched to this kind of like four four two, and it, France still had chances in the second half. But there was like a Wendy Renard header and a couple of other like half chances. There was the backer one from at way out, but there was right. nothing like Germany it, it, in the first half. It, it didn't really feel like Germany were doing this that often, but France were getting joy in the wide spaces a little yes, bit. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, there were yeah, a couple yeah, of times yeah. when Felicitas Rauch really struggled and Julia Gwynn got a little bit like kind of... Um, got caught like, a couple of times. Like, yeah, yeah, got caught out got a caught. couple yeah, of times. Yeah. And France essentially switched to a four four two and just yeah. lost all of that wide... Um, I agree. I all of that agree. width in the yeah. final third because you had people like Diani Lynn trying to find space in a far more congested area where it was really hard to isolate anyone one-on-one. Completely And agree. you just got to play through way more traffic. Yeah, and yeah. After, after that change, I think that change really played into Germany's hands. Oh, without question. Yeah, yeah. Because Germany was, want to play high. They had the second goal. Germany want to play narrow and high. They want to play to 44. They, it, it says nominally 4-3-3, but it's actually a 44 because Magul is so high, it's ridiculous, right? We need to talk about Magul because she had a... We, we'll, <laughs> we will talk about my, we'll come to my goal in a moment um, but just in terms of your comments on the switch absolutely look Diani if you look at what they were doing in the first half to be very reductive and basic it was almost like the Gioro Cascarino on the left flank that was the combo that was working they were getting through the gaps but Diani was basically given the flank to occupy by herself because she was that good it was mm-hmm. almost like go out wide and penetrate and I just feel like you're totally right I mean I was, I was slightly surprised to see Cascarino coming off when she did mm. as I was also surprised to see my goal and Debris coming, Debris coming off but that's also just a testament to the intensity of this game. Like they went fully in for like 70 minutes. Yeah. And, and I think players, the thing yeah. is, I think the, the, the thing for those changes is that you could tell that no, co- I mean, this is kind of like, yeah, whatever, but no coach wanted this to go to extra time. No, I feel no, like no, no. That's a coach, great shout. Yeah, it got a sense of that. You know, like for example, great shout actually. Yeah. When yeah. England went to, to extra time with Spain, it really felt like Serena Wiegmann was kind of comfortable with that. She knew that yes. she knew that England could deal with Spain probably better than Spain could deal with England in mm. extra time. In this game, it all, <laughs> with the changes, it almost got a sense that, that both coaches were just like, yeah, actually, I don't, I, I feel they know like the we, we might lose control of this. They know the characteristics of the players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, the longer we go through this, the longer this game goes on, the less we have control over it. Um, but let's, let's talk about the goals because Germany took yes. the lead with an unbelievable goal from Alexander Oh my Pott. God. Oh my God. <laughs> like, Cross into the box. She makes this unbelievable run, manages to get a foot in front of the defender on the volley, and it just rockets into the goal. And you put in in the right house chat, you were just like, you tagged Ian in something to be like, look at the strike, what a striker's goal or something, right? Yeah, the movement, unbelievable movement. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the funny thing was, that combined with the celebration, it's actually quite Ian Wright-esque. <laughs> yeah, you know, it it's, really it's was. funny. It's so funny because it's, Maybe subconscious, that's straight where my head went because I was thinking of, this is like Jean-Pierre Papin, like Marcelo yeah. Salas, like Ian Wright, Sam Kerr, like these players that crash the box. We're obsessed with it. We talk about it all the time on this podcast, like just get in there, make yourself a presence, cut. And the thing about Alex Pop that's so interesting is very few players master the late run and the early run. Like, and this is someone like, you know, she's done that as a midfielder, as an attacking mid. She makes the late run, but the early one, it's, it's such a, I wonder if it's a dying art, but it's so nice that we saw a traditional demonstration of the traditional centre forward art, like in the middle of such a kind of um, high tech, forward thinking, progressive game, like, you know, pressing in stages, all of that. But then you see this old school centre forward performance and this goal in particular. Yeah. I mean, the finish, 
The touch, the finish, finish is unbelievable. Spectacular. It's unbelievable. I was just Clattered like, holy it. shit, this goal is unbelievable. <laughs> and um, to be honest, I thought Germany looked pretty comfortable. It was only five minutes half time. And I think that the real the real kick for them is to concede that goal just before half time. Right. It's the first right, goal right. they've conceded in the tournament. Mm. And it went down as a Mela Fromm's own goal. Right. Diani does this amazing thing where she's surrounded by like three or four players and somehow manages to find room outside the box and fires this shot. And actually, in real time, it looked really quite strange. We've seen goals like this before, but I think the mm. ferocity of the shot and the fact that there wasn't really a lot of space between Froms and the post, right. and it was just this like really weird, like where's the ball gone? And um, very pinball-y. And she did unbelievably, unbelievable to get that shot away when it didn't really look on, to be honest. No, but she extracted herself. Routinely, there was a point in that first half where it felt like she was almost guaranteed to beat the first defender. Mm. Like there was one point she was out on the flank one or two players around her and she beat the first slightly lost possession because the press was so good regained it in her stride and he carried on I was just, she was absolutely on one absolutely mm. on one and maybe I suppose the goal in the central area encouraged that move to put her central um, maybe who knows because she got a little bit of joy there but she should have stayed out wide I do think there was something to be said for in this game running out the centre backs in both cases because that is where um, Brandt got joy in the first and second half and it just pegged people back. And actually, funny enough, Svenja Hoot showed this running at the centre-backs. I think actually, weirdly, didn't have her best games in terms of execution, but in terms of movement, I thought was extremely strong. Mm. In terms of pinning, pinning France at the base of their playmaking, like they like to you know, play out from the back. Um, but yeah, like that goal at the stroke of half-time, I almost felt like advantage France, simply because, as, as Ian would say, simply because it was France got what they wanted from that half. They got a good look at Germany and they got their goal in the first half. But this was the thing. It was the old, I think someone posted the stat in the group, Mayoa, saw the Squawker stat about France never scoring the second half in this tournament. Yeah, in 90 minutes, yeah. Wild, They had it? that goal against um, the Netherlands, the penalty in extra time, mm. but yeah. I want to talk about um, Germany and, and seeing things out in terms of game management and so interesting who they take off and who they keep on. There is no way Oberdorf is going off that pitch. No. The only way she's got no. off that pitch is, is, is frankly on a stretcher, like in terms of what she brought. She's 20 years old, right? Yes. This is her first proper, proper starting mm. role in a, in a tournament. Um, and she was, she's been so, she's, she, I mean, I saw Amy Ruskai wrote, wrote a tweet and like, it's hard to disagree that she's in the shout for, mate, for player of the tournament. Without question, yes. The thing was really interesting tonight was like her pass completion rate was really low. Yes, yes, like yes. Low, yes. low 60s. I'm glad but, you said this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, we refer to her as a complete midfielder for the mm. tournament. And I think that's a sign of how much she, can, she influences games in that in the, she's not just a kind of an 80, 90 passes a game, completing 89, 90% of them. That's not just her game. She's not just a metronome. She marks space. She wins duels. She brings the ball out from the back. She is the, the deep lying pivot. She links the play and she is a complete midfielder. So if her passing is off like it was in this game, it doesn't affect her influence on the game. And it felt like a different performance from her tonight. It's so interesting. Yeah. We've seen two very, very different like, facets. Like a big leadership like yeah, role in yeah, the, it, the it, park. It, because it really actually, did, yeah. I don't think Daybritz and Magul had their best games. No, like no, no, Magul, no, no. Were, had a bit of a curiously busy game. She obviously had that wild dive in the first half where it really looked like she was like, I don't know, it was like watching a movie where someone has to do a specific movement to shapeshift. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> it was so bizarre that it yeah. was, well, not so bizarre, but it was so like specific. It was just like, what is she doing? She's trying to like portal into another dimension or something. <laughs> and then she actually, I thought weirdly had a better shout for a penalty. For the second one. Not long I after. Agree. I agree. And no then, one made any noise about it. Before. She became a reputation player. And this is the thing, like Wendy Renard's expression was so funny. She was so bemused by the dive. And they even like shook hands afterwards. It was like, no. Like cat, like, it was like a cat and a cucumber. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, she was just like, she had this really curiously, frantically busy game. Yes. I think I said in the writer's house group, it was like last minute Christmas shopping energy. Well, she, what she did, she did this against, um, well, we've seen this kind of performance from her in previous games, but there's a difference in doing this against Austria and doing it against France. Mm. Like, and th- she played with the same you know, same intensity, but like in terms of the, the vision and the choices she made, I don't think they were the best. I thought Debritz was better in this game than she was against uh, Austria. I think she was better. Um, but I think it's just interesting, again, that Oberdorf was kept in the action as the linchpin. I, I would say there was, it was interesting because it wasn't her best passing game, but a couple of the passes she did make from deep oh. were, were bold. Yeah, you know those ones you, that split. The one in the second yeah. half where she cuts through. The- yeah. You know, I call this, right I call this pass the shoulder blade, you know, the, the, the shoulder the blade, the area between the area, the area between the, um, the fullback and the center back, the kind of the shoulder blade pass that, that was the absolute, uh, Mar- that in, in, in between, in between the pass performances, you quite rightly say wasn't the best. Attacking was superb though. Mm. Um, that was really, really impressive. Strong. I have to say. Yeah. Really yeah. Strong. I mean, like, it's not really a, a criticism to say, I think. That, but I, that, no, that, I know what you mean though. I know what you mean. Cause yeah. no, t- neither, neither side passed the other one off the park actually. And I thought Hagering has been really good in this tournament too. Yeah. I think she's, I've got to say a quick shout for her because I think that, I think, like yeah, the I mean, level Germany, that she's Germany brought. Germany conceded one goal. <laughs> oh my God, it's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, what, what the hell? It's, it's unbel- <sighs> it is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So good, so good. We need to talk about Alex Pop second because it was uh, also a, a doppel pack of assists for Svenja Hoot who, who made both assists for Alex Pop's goals. Mm. Alex Pop does this unbelievable thing. Sorry, where, there I, sorry can I just say, there I am criticising Hoot for like creation and she has to assist. To assist. But, but it's so only because we know her level. It's only because we know her level. Like she's like, yeah, she's Svenja Hoot. Yeah. Anyway, it's carry like, on. Sorry. It's like when, you know, the, the best the best musicians of all time drop an album that would smash anyone else's and you're a bit like, yeah. Mm, <laughs> mm, yeah. Not wild about that one. Yeah. Mm, um, Alex Pop does this thing where the ball goes wide and she kind of like holds back. Yes. She's like, I'll let you all just fuck around in the six yard box for a bit. And as soon as the ball goes aerial, she makes a charge. Right. And she has zero right to get that ball. I'm <laughs> oh sorry. Oh my God. Yes. Like the moment she made the decision to go in, she held her run or shall, shall I say, she delayed her gratification. <laughs> the moment she chose, <laughs> the moment she chose to attack that ball, there was no one else you could see getting it. And this, just the timing, the understanding, like, you know, it felt like a quest. I mean, I got to Alex, Alex Pop and the Holy Grail. Like both times she attacked in the box and her efficiency, and I mean, I think she had like three shots. She, she, when she was in the box, she made it count. She didn't really, she's not a high volume Shooter. That's a good free kick. Yeah, uh, that was, a, do you know what? Here's the funny thing with that free kick actually in the first half. If she puts that six inches to the left, because mm-hmm. everything was there, the power, the swerve, all of it. She was just absolutely locked in. Such an efficient footballer. And this that was the, thing, the only people, other shot she had. Ball on target. And we, 
we, we joke about like, you know, me being a pass first strike. She genuinely is. Like Alex Pop is a footballer who is interesting because she's so decisive in these key games, but actually would rather not, would not, she, she can handle the burden of goal scoring, but she'd rather bring people into the game. And it's been really interesting in this tournament to see her just taking responsibility so assertively. She scored two unbelievable goals. Right. And she had two very angry celebrations. And you know what I think she would have been most proud of or happy with from this game? That moment in the second half where she oh, yeah. tracks back to right back. And yes. she makes this unbelievable block in quite a dangerous situation. Right, for Jamie, right, right. Actually. Like she's been playing right back her entire life. Well, this Which, is the thing we say this degree, all the time. Spiritually, she has. She, she's, yeah, she, she, met, she won a Champions League at fullback. Like, yeah. we, this is the thing that's wild about her as a footballer. She's an absolute... She's, she's a complete, not quite, like, she's a complete unicorn. Yeah. Well, yeah, a unicorn, like world class in like three positions. Yeah. Unbelievable footballer. Yeah. She's an unbelievable man. And it's so funny. It's so nice. And this, just that this story, the story of um, this tournament, you know, it can't be written without, without her contribution. No. And in many ways, it's hers, like decisive at all points, whenever she's needed. A tough local derby, basically Austria-Germany, a local derby against a team with a ferocious attack and holding her own. There was even a moment in the first half when she gets the ball and she delays this pass. It almost goes through. I can't remember who she plays it, she drops off in the centre circle, steps up, and she sees the gap on the flank and plays this like beautiful pass, floated, lofted pass into the, the shoulder blade, into the channel. And keeper comes off the line just in time to get it but just a vision to pick that out. And the game was frantic at that point. This was like first 15 minutes, mm. like everyone was all in and she just stepped back and saw that opportunity and just like, just floated. And I thought, yeah, she's locked in. There's moments in games when you're like, you see the star players are like, they're feeling it. You know, so there's times a player, your favorite player gets the ball and they roll their studs over the ball with the first touch, like, and they're, they're locked in. With Pop, it was like, when she saw that pass, I was like, she's seeing the entire game, seeing the pitch. I was like, she's going to do something special. I think we'll leave the kind of France thing because, to be honest, anyone who's been following the France situation through the tournament and before the tournament knows the issues that were there. And again, they they still could have taken this game to extra time. Yes. I, I do think Germany deserves to win the game, actually, overall. They're probably the two best opportunities in the game. Mm. And I think they had they felt like they just had a little bit more control over the game when they were having their superior... Well, they missed the late chance for 3-1. Yeah, they, they kept did, generating. Yeah. Um, was it Linda Dahlman? Dahlman put one wide, yeah, yeah deflected one wide, wide, yeah. Should, still have, should have scored that, I think. She should have scored. So they, yeah. they were generating a high quality of chance. Yeah, Germany. yeah, I agree. I will say and that. I think they were worthy winners. Mm. France, just issues that bother, you know, the Kototo injury is obviously, was obviously a major, major big deal for them. Hard to replace, especially in the tournament. Yeah, because here's the thing, Germany without Bull and without Schuller, those are big yeah, losses. Exactly. Yeah. Big losses. Schuller, yeah. you know, who started the first game and looked set to lead the line for Germany and then right. had to sit out through COVID and Alex Pop has just been doing such a good job there mm. that why would you change this Germany side? I just don't Absolutely. Yeah. I don't get it. I think Eula Brand coming in was really, really good. We've talked about Lena Oberdorf, how how great she was. I think just overall from one to eleven, Germany just were better. Yeah, yeah. And that's absolutely fair. Absolutely fair. Early on in the tournament, we talked about this all tournament. You can you can you can get through. When you're when your team is good as France, you can get through those games without making certain selection decisions. But when it comes up against like one of the best teams in the tournament, mm. it's those margins. Like it's those yeah. it's, it's it's massive cliche, but we've talked about it and th- this tournament has been a tournament of margins in knockout stages. 
even the England Sweden game we talked about it on Wright's house, but there were a couple of things that were marginal in that game that, that and the game could have played out completely different. Yeah, yeah. But also from a French point of view, it's their first semi-final in the Euros. So they've gone further in the tournament than they ever have before. Ultimately, going out to a side like Germany who have looked like one of the most complete teams in the in the competition, if not the, you know, I think it's up I think it's them in England for the most complete. Absolutely. This, squad yeah, depth. Yeah. That's completely fair, yeah. You have to say that it's one of those kind of par, maybe. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. It's such a well-matched final, mm. just in terms of um, the completeness, the depth, the pressing. They're almost like mirrors of each other. The one thing I would say is that the passing of Kira Walsh at the base of midfield is the more reliable of the two in terms of midfield control. But having said that, that's neutralised potentially by the quality of the German press through the middle. So even, it's almost like there's measures and countermeasures I was watching uh, the great Hakim Olajuwon highlights on um, on YouTube uh, recently because I'm a huge Hakim Olajuwon fan, NBA fan, the great Nigerian centre who played for Houston Rockets. And they said the great thing about Hakim Olajuwon is that he always had counters to whatever you threw at him. And this is what's going to come down to the final. It's like, who can adjust most quickly to the new problems that are being thrown at them? Like we've, we've seen Germany now and... Um, England win against vastly different types of opposition and come up and, and solve problems in different ways. We saw Germany solve problems tonight. We saw England solve problems against Sweden. This final is going to be like who solves the problems best. And that's what's going to be so interesting about it. It's going to be a genuinely interesting game, but I think also maybe we can hope for some high intensity too, I would say. Mm. Like it won't be messy, maybe as fast as the France game because France like the Tasmanian devil. It's almost like they, <laughs> you kind of have to like, play to their tune to an extent, I think as Carl said in the chat, um, they choose the tempo, you play to it. But 
I think we can expect a high intensity tight final. Um, obviously tight and just like, smart, smart players going to win this. I don't think mistakes are going to win this. I think it's going to be smart play that wins this. Oof. I mean, mistakes might lose it. Never yes, know. Well, absolutely. Oh, I reckon let's bounce. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, we'll be back on Writers House on Monday to talk about the final. Oh, I'm so nervous. I'm not calling it. I can't call it. I can't call it. Someone on Twitter assumed that I had uh, my loyalties were towards England, but I was like, my friend. Oh, wow. It's a man who dwells in Germany. <laughs> no, no, not May the best team win, absolutely. May the best team win. Yeah. A quick shout out for Brazil and Colombia who made it through to the Copa America Feminina final also on Sunday. Brazil beating Paraguay 2-0 and Colombia beating Argentina who were down to 10 Gabriela Chavez got sent off with about a quarter of an hour to 17 minutes to go. Same as last year with the men's, the Copa America and the Euros final on the same day. I love that. So good. All right, let's bounce. Let's do it. We hope everyone's staying safe, staying well. And uh, yeah, don't forget to check the bonus writer's house with Musa and Ian talking to Gabrielle Martinelli. I'll be up. As we mentioned, very late Thursday, West Coast in the US. Friday, very, very early Friday in the UK. Anything you want to have, Mr. Conga? No, no. I mean, obviously, um, obviously I'd recommend hydration to all listeners. Uh, and also, like I've said before in Whitey's house, just, you know, delay that gratification. <laughs> is that going to be your thing for the new season? Is that going to be no, your bit? No, not at all. Is that going to be not your bit? All. Is it? No, I don't, I don't do, I don't do bits, Ryan. <laughs> well, technically I'm always doing bits, but. <laughs> uh, don't forget to check the Stadio Arches place on Spotify. Speaking of which, you might have heard it in the background for a little bit. Playing out on, I mean, it's late here, so we need to plan something quite. It's kind of mellow. Uh, uh, no drums uh, uh, in this one. Channel uh, for the Light, part two by David Stores. Anything else you want to add, Musa? Nothing further. All right, everyone. Enjoy the finals. Have a lovely weekend. We'll be back on Monday with Right Yourselves. See you then.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.